you identify patterns that keep you from having the life you desire and being truly happy. We will also discuss tonight how not to feed into these patterns. Did you know that everything is a familiar energetic pattern that keeps being recycled within you? Join us tonight on Dismantling Limited Patterns with Karen Carolyn Calling. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg. And it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today, and it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. We have a great show for you tonight, but first I want to give you the call-in phone number in case you would like to um, discuss some of your limiting patterns or how you've overcome them. Our We have two phone numbers you can use tonight, 714-583-6858. Again, 714-583-6858. Another phone number you can use is 347-202-0232. I'd like to tell you about the other two podcast host that we have on Angel Heart Radio. Anaya Joy Halili is the founder of Angel Heart Radio, and her show airs every other Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern USA time, Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Queensland time, and Annette McCoy's show is aired on Tuesdays, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern USA time, and Wednesdays, 10 o'clock a.m., Queensland time. You could also reach Anaya at angellight777.com. And if you are interested in knowing more about me or working with me or my books, you can find me at debbieangoldberg.com. You can find my books, Are You Ready to Listen God and God's Covenant, on Amazon. And hopefully, I'm still working on book three, The Scripture of Heaven, and I think maybe if we're lucky, it'll be out at the beginning of uh, sometime in February. I want to also tell you about a new show that we are starting, and it will be on March 8th, and we're really excited to bring you a monthly radio series called Universal Divine Healing Ministry, and it will be with Susan Frank Frank Anderson and myself, 
And you will have the opportunities to call in with your divine healing stories so that other people can learn from how you are healed divinely. And other calls that will come in are people that are requesting help from us. And so we will be guiding you and bringing you prayers and blessings and guidance. And we are very excited about it. So put that on your schedule for March 8th. Universal Divine Healing Ministry. So let me get back to you with my co-host tonight, who is with me um, one time every uh, three weeks. And Carolyn Calling is just amazing. I don't know if you've heard her before, but she's a mindset coach and a personal development strategist. She mentors women in their lives and business helping them to understand their own personal paradigms. And Carolyn is just an unbelievable um, spiritual uh, conduit and brings forth so much information. Um, And she's been so helpful to so many people. She's got such a kind heart, and I'm so glad that I get to spend time with her. So welcome, Carolyn. Well, thank you very much. It's so good to be here. Well, it's good to have you here, and we have quite a big topic tonight. Yes, we do. <laughs> huh? Dismantling, dismantling limiting patterns. So maybe, how about you, do you want to talk a little bit first about what these patterns are in the first place so people know what we're talking about? So, um, sure. So as children... Um, well, we come onto the planet and, you know, we come on um, as these divine little creatures full of light, love and um, laughter. And what ends up happening is over time, we take on um, ideas and beliefs from others. So, you know, our parents, our grandparents, um, you know, society, teachers, anybody sort of an, of an authority figure, but also people uh, like peers, siblings, um, you know, even the bullies on the playground. We, they all uh, have contributions into our experiences. And, and then, of course, as we grow, the patterns, see, the brain learns by repetition. So things that we see over and over and over again or things that are implanted into our brains um, will often then um, start our experience and then allow us to almost validate our experience by perpetuating through our lives. So, you know, certain patterns that we bring on, certain belief patterns um, that we start, we didn't actually start off with, we brought them on. They could be, you know, um, some are truth, some aren't truth, um, some are just certain belief patterns. And that in, in return ends up sort of uh, guiding our, our brain. Once we take things into our brain and we have a certain belief, it ends up becoming our reality, regardless of whether we realize it or not, which is usually all subconscious. So there's lots of patterning that some are wonderful patterns we learn, but some are not. Some are not serving us at all. 
And in the, the non-serving patterns are the ones that we really need to break uh, going forward in our lives. Or we'll, we'll realize that we just keep perpetuating the same outcomes with the same problems in just different scenarios, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are, um, and they're very strong. So um, I've written about patterns in my books, and from what Jesus has explained to me, he calls it a soul pattern, a soul print, um, which is similar to karmic energy. So um, what I've been told is that this energy comes along with us, and it follows us from incarnation to incarnation. So whatever we... um, did in a past life in this life um, keeps this energy just keeps following us and we all have the same soul print energy that um, which are fears okay so we're talking about all fears like I'm not good enough or um, I'm going to be abandoned scarcity lack um, rejection uh, conspiracy uh, it's all of these fears come together in this big ball of energy. And then what happens is, like you were saying, is that we uh, land in a family. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that family and the experiences that we have growing up set the stage to lock in all of those fears. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and quite often, you know, you see patterns repeat themselves. So not only are we repeating um, lifetime patterns and we're bringing them into this lifetime, but then you'll also see the patterns um, prior to you being born. So, for example, grandparents um, and then your parents, there will be patterns repeated there and then with you. And, and so even things that were patterning before you entered earth, so before you were born, mm-hmm. you know, with other people in your family, you'll, you'll notice that there will be um, those patterns that will repeat, even though you weren't even alive to have witnessed them or where they started or how they started. So, so if you have the belief of reincarnation, some of us do, some of us don't, um, mm-hmm the karmatic um, patterning will certainly come forward. But then, you know, if that isn't your belief and you believe that, you know, okay, so I started on earth and here I am. Well, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that you'll see patterning just from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're also receiving family generationally transmitted right. patterns beliefs of, you know, how they felt about life or finances or family or, you know, Mm -hmm. what's good and bad, what's right and wrong. And so a lot of those things come down to good and bad, right and wrong. And they also come into how we react to experiences that we have in our life because um, the way that we react to experiences good or bad, brings back more of those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Until there's that um, realization mm-hmm. and identification of the pattern. So once a pattern has an understanding, so once you have a basic understanding of the pattern, the pattern then um, doesn't hold the same amount of power because once you have understanding, uh, it, it, it's, it's 
basically it's freedom. It's freedom from that particular pattern, um, that particular way of thinking, um, mm-hmm. because now you understand it. And so it's, it's more easily um, um, eradicated because you can now change your ways of thinking and your patterning. You, can, you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to change it because you have an understanding. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, because the subconscious runs, you know, 95% of what we do during the day, um, you know, because our subconscious is really who we are, we're not aware of the patterning. We're not aware of the things that we bring into our life. We're not aware of the things that we're creating as our reality just based on our uh, running story. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important for us to realize, you know, what our story is and mm-hmm. how we can change the things that we don't want um, to have going on anymore in our lives, that, that we are in control of that. We are the creator of that. But it's, it's, it's not always easy. I will tell mm-hmm. you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not easy. So no. all of us have a victim story of some, from the most minimal thing to terrible things. And this victim story um, gets entrenched in victim consciousness, which is all part of the energetic pattern of the soul print. So this is nobody's fault. It's part of our spiritual uh, lessons here is that we are given the ego, the will, and the soul print energy to help us um, actually come back to consciousness from unconsciousness <laughs> mm-hmm. that we become more aware versus unaware. And um, so I, I can give you some examples of mine and Carolyn can too. So maybe it'll be a little bit easier to, um, to understand because if you do look back in your life, you just see things, patterns over and over and over again about your own behavior, about relationships, about what happens at work. Um, they're, they're just the same pattern wrapped up with a new, uh, person or situation, uh, playing in a different time. Uh, Mm -hmm. and this actually, this pattern goes through history. It's not just a personal pattern. Everything is a historical pattern, uh, a Mm -hmm. planetary pattern. And, um, so maybe I can start with, uh, one of the first things that I realized is, uh, uh, a pattern of rejection, a fear of rejection and abandonment, abandonment, which a lot of people have. And um, because it's all part of the soul print. So even though we all get the same soul print because of our experiences and where we are in our growth, um, we're going to react differently. Like one, one, like I might be overreactive to abandonment and rejection where somebody else had a different experience. And so they're not as reactive to that. Um, so, but everybody has these uh so, you know, I started looking at my life, okay, in relationships or with friends, with family, and constantly feeling um, an abandonment or a rejection issue. Now, of course, as I kept working within my relationship, building a relationship with God and Jesus, till I got to a point where I knew and felt I was loved, I didn't get rid of that pattern until that healing happened for me. Um, so because I needed, I didn't have that um, foundation of feeling loved, and so I had to do so much healing 
to get to a point to stop looking at every situation that didn't work out or um, questioning how somebody felt about me or worrying that I wasn't good enough and somebody would leave um, or a friendship would be broken or I'm not accepted for some reason. So those that was a beginning of me starting to see just how strong that pattern was. And then I would act on that pattern. And this is all unconscious behavior. I would mm-hmm. act on that pattern with the assumption within my subconscious that something was going to go wrong. Or I would be putting too much effort into things because I didn't want to endure rejection. Mm-hmm. So I was moderate, modifying my being, my behavior, how I was with people to make sure that that rejection didn't happen. So working through that and realizing that that is just an energetic pattern and how I felt about that growing up and what caused those patterns, what locked them in, um, were just stories that um, I needed to heal and and not listen to anymore, know that I'm loved and that I'm not, um, even if uh, somebody rejects me, it does not have to affect me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, what was interesting about this is that there is that view of, of like what you just the story that you just told, and 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 um, and I love that. But what's really interesting is here's another way to look at that: if if rejection was part of you and part of your knowing and being, it also may part, be part of your patterning in the sense that you may have. Um, somehow subconsciously caused rejection because it actually is a, a safer place for you to be, even though that's not at all what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sense? So excellent so some, point. Yeah. So, and that's okay. So this is the thing about patterning. This is, this is the type of things that can happen that it's what we don't want um, because you recognize that is something you don't want. You don't, nobody wants to feel abandoned or rejected. It's just a, not a good place or a good feeling. However, if that is your experience, we often feel safer in the experience of the familiar, which mm-hmm. is that feeling. And it's our right. safer way, but it's something we don't want. And yet we're, right. we, we cause it to happen. Right, uh, and because we don't know that we're doing it. And then, right. like you said, that can become a safe place to hide mm-hmm. to really not show up and come into who you're That's supposed right. to be. Because if I'm always having uh, to second guess and be a certain way um, and I have the assumption that people aren't going to like me or they're going to reject me in some way, then that mm-hmm. gives me permission Sort of to not show up, and it gives you permission. Yeah, it, it gets you out of responsibility because mm-hmm. you immediately say to yourself, um, you know, you want to be liked, you want to be loved, you want all of those things. You know, you write books because you want people to relate to you and to, you know, somehow feel that you're of service of, you know, and mm-hmm. and the whole collective. But the fact of the matter is that if your reality or your experience of being rejected is that of which your 
um, you know that feeling, you know what that feels like, you don't really want it. So let me just pull back. Let me just not, let's build a, a wall. And, in, and with building that wall, then now I'm protected because you can't hurt me now. The unfortunate part of a wall is that um, what's on the other side of the wall is what you really want. What's mm-hmm. on the other side of the wall is what we all want, success, uh, to be appreciated, to be respected, to be valued, to be worthy. All of those things are on the other side of the wall. You're not, you're, you'll never feel them with the, with the wall of protection. Mm-hmm. Such an awesome point. Um, I had um, built I had a wall, a of, wall steel, of steel, steel, mm-hmm. so nobody could get through it at all. Yeah. And and uh, so what that ends up doing is actually shutting out the connection that you want. You know, you're saying you have a fear of something, but the wall then is shutting out the actual. You want that connection. You want attention. You want love. You want to be part of. Um, as a human being, we we have this crazy duality. Um, but it is made. We are made perfectly the way that God intended us to be. So we have a, the duality of being divine, and that we know that we are completely loved, um, and that there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. And then we have the ego that believes uh, the opposite, and That's and it. becomes fertile ground for all of sucking in all of these. Um, energetic beliefs and then making making them happen so um well and what's funny with the ego <laughs> the ego is a really you know I laugh at the ego now because the fact is that the brain or and the, and the ego its main job is to protect you so mm-hmm. protect you from all situations in an actual fact it's doing exactly the opposite yes so there it, it's a it's a it's a an illusion. It's an illusion mm-hmm. of protection, um, and it's it, it, those are the sorts of patterns, especially with the ego. Is is those are the patternings that we need to look at, and we need to say, okay, is this serving me, or is this hurting me? Because mm-hmm. if this is serving me, um, you would think that the ego would want to you know, um, push you out into, you know, on stage, in the limelight, be who you can be, serve who you can serve, do mm-hmm. what you, you can. But, you know, the ego, and I always think of the ego and, and mothers very similar in the sense that, you know, <laughs> as much as we want our children to be everything, how many times do we find ourselves as mothers saying, um, don't do this and don't do that and don't climb mm-hmm. a tree and you might fall down and this might happen and that might mm-hmm. happen and, you know, look both ways. And I told you, I told, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that we're very, we're like that as mothers, aren't we? And I, or, and, and yeah. fathers too. Sure. We try to protect so much that we don't let our children fully expand their wings. And I think the ego does the same thing for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's not allowing you to expand your wings. And yes, there may be, uh, you know, some learning curves. I never call it failure because I don't believe in failure. I believe in, oh, okay, that was a learning curve. I got to do it different next time. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's the thing. It's like you have to have those things. We need to, you know, you got to fall down before you learn to, to, to run, you know, to walk, all of those things. You have to do it. Right. And the ego tries to protect you. And that's right. the pattern. Right. And so, you know, for people who have had trauma uh, 
growing up or have had very difficult situations, the ego actually became sort of like a security system for us and where that it kept you safe. It gave you a way to function in insane times and things that you didn't understand or dangerous um, experiences. So the, the ego um, actually helps you survive when you're younger, but we give it so much power and it gets so entrenched in, in, um, taking over who we are, forgetting that there's that divine part of us, we it kind of gets buried, and and then before we know it, that we're we're a wounded adult ego, and that is making all of our decisions for us. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is spiritually purposeful for growth because um, we we have to be in this unawareness, in the unconsciousness or a trance, whatever you want to call it. So that because the goal of being here is to awake and remember who you are by reconnecting with God or your creator, whoever you think that is, the source of uh, life. And um, and that is what the goal is here. And, and remember what you came here to do. You had a you had a, an assignment. And a, pur- so, a purpose. Hmm. A purpose. Yeah. A divine hmm. purpose to fulfill. Um, so unwinding this stuff is uh sometimes i look at it like a a uh a game a video game where you have to learn all of the <laughs> the ins and the outs and and what's causing this and where when do you jump and when do you do this and uh and uh it's it's really quite interesting it's fascinating it is fascinating it it, it mm-hmm. truly is mhm um do you want me to go into a bit of a story, something that I learned in my own patterning? Sure. Okay. So the, um, growing up, uh, you know, I was um, born in, in the late 60s. So, um, you know, I had two gorgeous parents, beautiful parents, um, you know, where the dad was the, my dad was the, the provider, um, my mother, you know, at home, um, looking after children and you know my dad would allot certain amounts of money he'd be the you know my mom was the caregiver my dad was the caretaker if that makes sense so he was the one that was making sure that the whole house ran smoothly in the in the sense you know money and um the fixing of things and the the workings and and my mom you know she she was the caregiver to to us growing up and so you know I watched this and um I always saw different things within um, the dynamics of my family where I think my mom struggled um, being that, you know, her identity, you know, and we know this as mothers that this could happen. It can happen with fathers too, but mothers, especially that they, you know, their identity sort of gets lost in the caregiving role and, you know, um, and maybe they'd like to get out to work. Maybe there's aspirations and career aspirations that they've always wanted to do. And, and, and back then some did, some didn't. Um, so I saw the struggles of my mom and I saw the struggles, you know, with my dad too, and, and just keeping running a household. And I remember, uh, well, and then, uh, unfortunately my dad, um, was killed by a drunk driver when I was 17 years old Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the whole sort of the, the family structure as I knew it just crumbled. And, um, I saw my mom, uh, being pushed to the forefront of now being caregiver, caretaker, 
And um, that independence all of a sudden was just a spotlight on her. And what does that look like? And I really saw her struggle in that um, because it wasn't her norm and it, it wasn't uh, her, you know, her, her placements now moved. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, I never want to be put in a position of not being an independent woman for that reason. I just, I saw that and I was so conscious and so aware of it. Mm-hmm. It was so strange. I ended up marrying a man, uh, a one, you know, I mean, good man, um, had three children with him, but we developed these same roles as my, uh, as my family, as my mom and dad. And he was the caretaker and I was the caregiver. And I, I slipped into the role so easily and mm-hmm. so naturally and gave up a lot of independence and a lot of things I should have really, you know, been wary of. And yet it was so normal for me to be in this patterning mm-hmm. yeah. um, of what I knew and what was comfortable because I witnessed it forever and ever and ever in a day. So I even consciously knowing what I didn't want is exactly what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. everything that I didn't want actually happened. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it is really important to, to, you know, like you said, I don't want to feel abandoned, but yet a situation kept happening to you where you felt that way. Mm Me, I wanted great independence, you know, and it was much easier for me to slip in the role of, of being a dependent versus independent. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, that's a pattern I've had to really work on my, you know, my whole adulthood, you know, um, right. I, we, after divorce and everything else, I had to understand what that meant to be independent. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. These are very difficult patterns to break. And I, I believe because, um, you know, I, I, people are at different levels in their growth of spiritual understanding, but you have your past and your present and future all happening at the same time because there's no such thing as time and space. So right. all of our life is happening at the same time, and that's why everything feels so real, so close, so triggered so easily is mm-hmm. because Everything is happening in the now. And so that part of us um, is still living that life in, uh, in that pattern. And, and here we are as this adult self where we are right now trying mm-hmm. to break this pattern when every part of us is still in it. They're still in the soup, if that, me- if that makes sense. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, fascinating, and that's why the strength of the well, the the strength of this energy um, of the patterned energy is is tremendous. And every time we have reacted to it or shoved it down, either one, we, we either you know suppress it or react to it in a negative way. We actually make it bigger. We make it more forceful and so think about all the opportunities that we've had throughout our life 
to react or stuff um, all of these things that are upsetting to us and then mm-hmm. gave it more energy and mm-hmm. um, and have done that not just this life but have you know uh, every life, life that yeah. any mm-hmm. life because all <laughs> all lives are being lived at the same time which is just hard to get your head to wrap around but yeah. uh, you can see how ex- expansive it is Mm-hmm. I, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, um, you know, until we either um, recognize these patterns, um, and usually you can only connect the dots um, when you look behind you, that is, you know, you really, it's, it's not very often that you can sort of, uh, you know, check out these patterns uh, right now, you know, instantly, okay, I, you know, it's, looking behind you this is the only way and to see okay what is it that I wanted and why didn't I get there now sometimes and and I have lots of clients that come to me that still can't see the pattern um and and you know my coach always said to me you can't see the picture when you're standing in the frame I completely Mm -hmm. and totally believe it Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I live by that saying because the fact of the matter is we often can't see what we need to see. It's somebody else that kind of, you know, and that's why I think it's very, very important to understand that you are never meant to do this journey alone. Ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. We're always, you know, there, there's, whether it is in a sense of community, friendship, family, source, guidance from God, you know, you were never meant to do it alone. So it's really important that, that A, we know that. And secondly, that it's okay to, to ask for help. And, and help doesn't have to be by another person. It could be from source. It could be, you know, whatever it is that you need, you just ask for it. Because people are ready to help and they're ready to, 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 to give that guidance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to rely on that. Because, like I say, I'm sure you didn't do it alone. I didn't do it alone. Mm-mm. can't do it alone no yeah that's right I, I tried to do it alone for 56 years and it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and that's the ego right the ego yes. often says to you you know I mean you know this is your thing this is your dirty laundry and that 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 was the problem too that you know dirty laundry or or or, or problems that we that we felt or situations that we felt we didn't handle correctly or whatever that looks like or feelings that we had that maybe, you know, were difficult to talk about. Those mm-hmm. things are so important and, and we're learning, you know, to become a conscious uh, community and, and collective. We, these are all discussions we have to have. Um, we do. And, and we all yeah. share thoughts because we're all, we're all one consciousness. So, so whatever we're thinking, everybody else is thinking too. That's right. That's right. Uh, from one, yeah, from one degree to the next, we're all sharing the same uh, the same thoughts, the same consciousness. So um, I I I could look back in my life and say, okay, uh, all of my uh, patterns with boyfriends, or I was married before, I'm married now. You know, I could look and see patterns of what happens in those relationships. Uh, patterns in family, but I think what really is important and what gets you down to actually finding the pattern is identifying the feelings. So you can look at 
okay, how do I usually feel in my marriage, in my relationship, in my relationship with my mom or my dad, um, with my children? What are the feelings that I constantly end up feeling that are familiar to me? And then you go from there to start really looking at what, because there's a whole cluster of them that um, it's not just usually one feeling. There's all different levels of feelings, you know, going from anger and fear down to isolation or loneliness, sadness, um, uh, emptiness. And so if you, it's about following that trail of feelings that you continually bump up against. I agree. Exactly. And the, it, so, yeah, it boils down to feeling and emotion. So the mm-hmm. subconscious mind is your connection to emotion. It's, it's a vault. It's a vault that is, uh, it's Loctite of all the emotion that you have felt in, um, with experiences in your life. Now, you know what's really interesting? If you think about this, if we think about times when we are um, we're extremely happy, and we can think about those times, um, mm-hmm. and we can, you know, think about one of the most exciting times in your life, and you can bring that sense of pride or that sense of emotion or that sense of happiness or joy to the surface. But most often our brains don't go to those places. Most often our brains go to the places that we um, feel almost on a deeper level, which is the more negative feeling. I guess you would call them negative feelings, um, the ones that don't feel as good. So, you know, um, sadness and uh, hurt and anger, those things are readily available, if you've ever noticed, that mm-hmm. um, when you try, you know, you, you really have to think about those special times when you won that award or when you finish that, you know, that run and cross the finish line, you know, you really have to think about those and really kind of muster them up. Whereas if you remember um, somebody hurting your feelings, you remember it instantly, like a snap Mm -hmm. of your fingers there, you know, you can be taken back to that exact moment in time and almost relive it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I call it a review of reviewing it, but people often can feel as though they're reliving those things. And so those are the those are the emotions that tend to drive us. Okay, so when we're hurt or when we're feeling um, those those um, stronger emotions, those are the moments uh, that tend to drive our reality. Mm-hmm. And and we we don't realize it. And you, you know, does that yeah. does, does that yeah. kind of make sense yeah. to you when I say that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, we don't, you know, I, I lived for 50, 56 years unconsciously and had, you know, I just didn't want to deal with anything. So I just focused on what I wanted to focus on and, and just buried everything. I just kept suppressing. Um, and uh, that didn't work. But uh, most of us are doing that you know or we're, we're, we're sitting or we're sitting in our stuff and stewing in it and mm-hmm. and that just brings more of it, <laughs> it does. So either it way does. 
Either way, we're bringing more to ourselves because it's actually we have to heal ourselves from that pattern. And so we keep getting it showing up in different ways from different people, different situations, even down to silly things, you know, going to the store and something doesn't work out uh, the way that you wanted to. Uh, they're all um, they're all opportunities to heal. Now, I I look at us too as like an energetic conduit where we're not just we're not just dealing with our feelings. Whatever we grew up with, you know, you're with your parents for a really long time. So whatever your parents' underlying feelings were that they may not have been dealing with themselves, like. Uh, there was a lot of anger in my house, um, sadness, uh, irritation, frustration, anxiety. So that stuff that you, you as a child, you're picking up all of what your parents have not cleared out. Mm-hmm. And and so those then all of a sudden you take all of those feelings on as if they're yours when they're mm-hmm. really not. Well, and, and that's the thing with, with children. Um, they are, they're like a sponge. They take on <laughs> other people's, um, um, they don't have walls of protection, children. So that's why mm-hmm. you often, um, children pick up on other people's energies very easily and very quickly. Um, you'll often see a child, if a child withdraws from somebody that they've never met before, there's usually an energetic exchange that the child picks up on without even understanding it. They just, for whatever, they have that indifference to that person. Or maybe they're drawn to somebody that is very childlike and very lifelike and very fun. And those children mm-hmm. just adore that person because they have that energetic pull. So the, the thing is that you take on, and children also take on responsibility without understanding that's what they're doing. So somehow children feel responsible for everything that goes on around them. And that mm-hmm. also is the happiness of the family or the mm-hmm. people that surround them. So they do. They take on all of these emotions, and then they start to carry them as if that they were their own. And I know that you have done so, I've done so, you know, I, I haven't seen a person escape from it. So um, going forward, it's very important to find out, first of all, the patterns that you've picked up, most of them are not your own. So mm-hmm. almost all of them, in, in fact. So recognizing that and then figuring out, okay, why do I feel this way? And how, um, how can I get a better understanding of what's truly mine? What's truly truth? Mm-hmm. And what it, what was just a you know per, a, a warped perception? Because mm-hmm. uh, when you start to peel back the layers of all this patterning, you'll find out that <laughs> none of it was yours ever to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, other other than other than um, the karmatic uh, you know um, patterning yes. from life to life to life. So. You know, these are things that we, we're still having to learn lessons and things like that. But I think going forward, it's really important to peel back what isn't yours in this lifetime. I want to talk about just this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's all really we can talk about because yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember before. <laughs> I have enough trouble just keeping up with myself now. No, uh, <laughs> so um, this is this is a lot of work. It's part of our spiritual journey. And I have to tell you that taking this on actually frees you up uh, from so much weight that is that is holding us down from from knowing who you are and coming into what you're supposed to be and 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 having your gifts evolve out of you uh, that and and what you're doing when you do this work is you're clearing out the path for your children and grandchildren in front of you because if you clear this out it also clears it out for them and it clears it out backwards so even family members that have passed on you what you're doing is clearing all of this blockage out just by clearing your own i can't think of anything more giving to do for your family especially your children um to to lighten their energetic load of of what they brought forward from you yeah and yeah. you know and and the response of you know like i say i mean if we've gifted our children things that are something that's not serving them how wonderful would it be to recognize these patterns and to be able to um, set yourself up for success and as well as changing the patterning within the child because those patterns can change, you know, if it's caught early enough or if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you, or if you've learned, uh, you know, a different way of being and then really sat your children down and said, you know, I used to believe this. This is what I used to believe, but you know what? I know now uh, you know, that this, and this is what I've learned and this is, I'm sharing it with you. And then, and then to, and then, then of course, remembering the brain learns by repetition. So it's that consistency of being good to yourself, being, Mm -hmm. you know, um, um, living your best life, you know, continuously Mm -hmm. learning, continuously changing, um, unnecessary, unwanted patterns. Um, I think that then, you know, the children, they catch on and it doesn't take very long before your child starts to pick up what you're talking about. So, you know, when I really with my children, one of the things that I did was I really started talking good things about myself and liking myself and loving myself and being confident within myself and showing them those confidence and mm-hmm. and what to do when people, um, you know, treat them um and and treat them ill or or don't respect them or whatever that looks like you know I always say well let's just talk about this it comes back to how much do you respect yourself Mm -hmm. everything comes back to you so if you respect yourself enough then you'll know that their opinion really doesn't matter and you need to walk away you know but it it took me a while to get there for my children yeah and that is such an important uh, point because if we don't do that work and I could vouch I've seen this happen with myself and my own children and raising them when I was young and really not having any clue as to what needed to be taken care of inside of me or that I was going to do it. And Mm -hmm. I just 
I, ju- I was just living, doing what I had to do. And, Me too. Um, and so what, what happens is they, you know, you say, oh, you tell them, oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, you could do anything. You mm-hmm. are, you're, you know, you're just brilliant. You're just this. You're just that. And, and so you can feed them all of that. But if you as their parent have not cleared out your stuff, Mm-hmm. They energetically are picking up all of your fears and all of your your beliefs about being not good enough. Well, sure, and because it, they're, it, they're... go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just that it is because that is what that is what they see. Even though you may not be showing it, you may might be acting like you're confident, this that, or that you like yourself. If you don't truly feel that way about yourself, that is what the way your kids are going to feel about themselves because the only way to teach them confidence and self-love is by you doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's belief. Belief to mm-hmm. your inner core that that's how you feel. And I think what's really important is that, again, you're fooling nobody. I, and children, you know, they, they what they'll do is if you're not believing it to be true and you're not correcting those patterns and those patterns of false belief or whatever, and, and to you, remember, it's to me, I'm telling you it's false belief. To you, it's belief. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, until we get that warp perception um, fixed, you will continue those patterns and your children will say, mom says I can do anything. Mom says I'm wonderful. One mom says I'm this. However, she doesn't act that way. Uh huh. So now I have to, now is it, is she telling me the truth? Is she telling mm-hmm. me that just because she's my mom and she right. has to, or is and, she telling I, me because she believes it? <laughs> yes. Because, because your child will, feel it they will feel how you feel so it's all a sensing so if you're saying oh yeah you know acting like you're you know that you have self-esteem when you don't your child's going to feel what you're not showing them Um, because we're just a mirror to each other and we don't realize that we're showing everything to um, especially your children when people say Oh, yes, but I've kept it from my children. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think you've kept anything from your children, you're crazy. Now, mm-hmm. there are people who truly have kept um, things from their children uh, to the point where now their children are blinded to the real world as well. So there is those people that go above and beyond to keep everything such a secret that um, their children go into the real world going, oh, um, what? You know, it's, it's okay to have a disagreement or, it's, you know, they just don't mm-hmm. get it. But the fact right. of the matter is your children are so perceptive. They pick up on everything. No different than you with your parents. It's exactly why you have the patterning to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. So fix yeah. yourself, you fix, you fix everyone. Fixing yourself, yeah. you fix everyone. Yep. Absolutely. So we have nine minutes left. Let's talk about what do you do when you find one of these patterns? How do you navigate through them? Okay. So, um, you know, I used to really dig into the patterns um, and and do a lot of journaling around them and try to get this better understanding. I've now come to um, a place in, in, in my understanding of these patternings that 
you know, we have to now access the subconscious. It's the only way that you're really going to break the pattern. Um, consciously, you want to. Consciously, you can be aware of them. But until you d- dive into the subconscious, get the understanding, and then rewire or repattern um, those negative thoughts, those negative beliefs, those things that are um, not serving you, um, I don't believe they go away. Mm-hmm. So, so I will tell you, I, I truly believe that you have to, um, you have to dive into the subconscious and, and you'll need help doing that. But also I think it's important to um, rewire and repattern um, those old belief patterns and those old ways of thinking. Now, quite often we, we can attribute it to certain things that have happened to, in our lives, why we think the way we do. However, sometimes it's the, our subconscious holds on to the strangest things sometimes. It, could, it couldn't be, it, sometimes there are things that you don't even realize that you're holding on to until you mm-hmm. go, aha, the aha mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, journaling helps and, 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 and a basic understanding helps, but I really do believe that you need to, um, through meditation, um, um, delving into the subconscious would be, you know, uh, hypnosis or something like that to help you really get to the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and those are all great, great things for people to do. I also... Um, when I see a pattern, I journal about them and, and then they keep coming around. So you get to see them, um, at a much deeper level over and over and over again until it really, it's so expansive that you see the pattern that, Mm -hmm. um, that you, you start to get it. And I, I have been, you know, I journal and talk to Jesus or God about, things that I find, these patterns. And so they talk to me about them. But I think what's most important is taking action. And so I'll just give you a little example is that I went to um, a concert with my husband the other night. And where we were sitting, there was somebody in front of me that was taller. And like, I couldn't really see the stage very well. I saw half of it. And nobody was sitting next to me on, on to the left of me. And I thought, maybe if I move over, um, I'll be able to see the whole stage. And for years, you know, I would never move over. I would scrunch around in my seat trying to look around um, and not move because I wanted to sit next to my husband, you know, just whatever. I just, it was like a big move. I was making a huge leap to go sit a few seats away so I can see the stage. And so I sat there and I said, okay, well, I could handle this the way that I've always handled it. Or I can move my, I could just get up and move a a seat and see Mm -hmm. the stage. And so I made the choice to move. And I was like, you know what? I felt great. I said, I can see, I could see, and I don't have to worry about scrunching around in my seat. So, and getting a kink in my neck, trying to look, look around the person in front of me. So, so what we're doing is actions. We want to we want to deal with it differently. So say I got um I felt that I was being rejected. Say that feeling comes up for me again. Mm-hmm. So I see it 
I get to, you get to a point where you see it and you understand it. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, I remember that feeling. And is there something really happening right now? Or is that just a energetic memory of one of my little children getting triggered and am I really getting uh, rejected and how would I normally act when I was rejected you know um, I might have acted out in the past and said something or yelled or carried on or whatever where now it's it's where I don't react but I I look at how I'm feeling and say, do I need to bring some compassion or love to myself right now? Um, while the other part of me is perfectly fine. My divine self is knowing my higher self's knowing that everything's okay. Um, and the ego part of me is wounded. So, um, so that would be another way to handle something is, is to change your action or reaction to the mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So, and that's and that's exactly right, right? I think I think often we, you know, say for example, if you always feel like the other shoe is going to drop, which um, I have a lot of clients that, you know, if things are going good, they go, oh boy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. going when things are going good, that's in flow, that's in divine flow and 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 that's a that's the wonderful space to be in now life does happen i mean that's just life and you know so you don't you can't sit in life waiting for the other shoe to drop so it's it's understanding your reaction to um what you feel is your norm so i always say if you feel uncomfortable that's probably a good thing because familiar is um a com- our comfort zone so familiars our comfort zone and it's not always a good place to be okay right it's not always serving us in our highest good so if you're put in an uncomfortable position that may just be a very good thing but it means you're doing things just a little bit different that you're not used to and that is getting out of your patterning mm-hmm yeah, excellent point. And and that actually everything's in divine order. And so, you know, we like to have things go in flow. But when mm-hmm. they're not going in flow, it doesn't mean something's wrong. It means something needs to be attended to. And mm-hmm. and so it's actually perfect as a signal. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a signal that something else needs to be done. And it yeah, and again, it doesn't mean, you know, the world is the sky is falling the the world's a mess and and you're out of alignment and you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that it means mm-hmm. that you need to have a look at something and maybe it is you know um maybe it is divine timing in the sense that you know you were supposed to look at that and say now i normally react as a shrieking crying human being is this is this really how I want to react every time something like this happens? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe this time I'm going to actually take 24 hours. I'm going to take 24 hours. I'm going to step back. I'm really going to look at it, and 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 then I'm going to address it. That is changing your patterning. That is changing yeah. how you normally would react. Exactly. Such a great point. It's hard. But <laughs> it's worth it. It's but all it, worth it. It is, and I know when you're in the throes of things, how easy it is for for us to get caught up into the way that we've always been. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if you could just stop for a second, take a breath and th- think to yourself, okay, I'm going to change this pattern. And, and you know, and the brain learns by repetition. The more that you change it, the more it'll just become a natural state of being. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been an amazing show as usual. And, and we're out of time, unfortunately. It goes so fast. Yeah. And uh, so, Carolyn, why don't you tell uh, people how to get in touch with you? Sure. Well, I'm on Facebook under Carolyn Calling, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G. You can Facebook message me. I'm happy to get back to you with any questions. You can um, find me in my group, The Conscious Creators, um, and also carolyncalling.com. That's awesome. Give Carolyn a call. She's dynamic. She's amazing at what she does. And I'm so thankful to have you here tonight with me. Uh, it was a great, um, a great conversation as always. I feel thank so, so blessed. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I feel so blessed and honored. It's been a privilege to bring our listeners, all of my co-hosts and guest hosts, to Angel Heart Radio. Everyone I interview has brought so much love and wisdom to all of us. And for that, I am very grateful to be part of this beautiful, sacred space. Thank you, Anaya. And uh, I'm going to challenge everybody to uh, write down how many times a day just just take it off. Write it on a piece of paper of how many times a day you think you're suffering over something, that something's not going right or you didn't get what you want or whatever the case might be. I can't believe how, many, how this is just a, a crazy pattern that is consistent um, suffering. So I challenge you to, to make a list and see how that's going. Anyway. Uh, When in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You are being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you, and God bless you. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.